This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. What it can be like, and I don't mean in terms of winning the Stanley Cup, but what a room can be like, what a work environment can be like when you find that the special, special group of guys. I, I, to describe the relationship, I would say they just love each other, like truly care about each other and connect with each other and Lord knows play through things with each other. Um, remember the feeling. It's not the moments necessarily and actually the goals. As a matter of fact, I don't think that's what it is at all with these guys. It was, they just care about each other. They just loved each other. Treat each other like so well, so respectfully well. Have fun with it. Work their butts off every day. But it was truly a special year. I, I don't think that I can describe it to you very well. You have to, and I'm more of an observer to all of it than a participant in it. To sit back and watch them, it's been it's been spectacular. It's it's I don't know what the right words are for it, but kind of all the good things in this game actually aren't the game, right? Like the hockey's great, we love the sport, but the best it can be is in a room like that. It was a brilliant year. Jim, don't be sad. It's gone. Be happy that it happened. Don't be sad. It's over. Are you dumping me? I've heard this before, Jim. <laughs> I heard that once or twice. Don't be upset. Listen, Jim, it's not you. It's It was a it's, great it's two me. weeks. And my boyfriend came back for the summer. So <laughs> don't be sad. It's over. Be, be happy it happened. I, that's what it sounds like to me. I and mean, that's Paul Maurice after the game. Of course, the Vegas Golden Knights hoisting the Stanley Cup, uh, beating the uh, Florida Panthers in stunning fashion. 9-3. You had a boyfriend this whole time? What? Um, yes, go on. Oh, it doesn't matter. But, um, uh, but that's what it sounds like to me. Paul Maurice, you know, upset more. Well, of course he's probably going to, if you would, if you would talk to him about that, it's obviously awful that you, you lose the Stanley cup. That's something you never want to do, but it's seems like he's gutted that it's, it's done. It's over. The the year has come to a close. This is the thing about Paul Maurice. And even there, he's trying to find some eloquent words of describing. um, But he's again, right. Whether you like that description or not, that's like, I'm sitting down yesterday. I don't like the Vegas golden Knights. I I made that abundantly uh, apparent. Um, And apparently they are smarter than everybody else. Cause when I talk about how they use the cap room and sign guys, they don't have room for, and then have to offset and it worked. So I'm wrong. They're right. Um, I don't like them, but I, I am a massive fan of Kelly McCrimmon. I'm a massive fan of Mark Stones and the rest of the Manitobans. Zach Whitecloud. Zach Whitecloud is, fan of his, had yeah. his dad on the show when they were playing the Jets. Great guy. Um, but that's what it's about, right? Like, that's why I do what I do is I love telling the stories and the journeys and watching these people go through this thing, these things. And finding out that it's more than just the, the Stanley Cup, the game. It's It's about, like, what player said... A lot of said, I heard more of last night 
um, the guys in this room and to do it with these guys and to be on this journey with this. Uh, then I heard about, man, it was my lifelong dream since I was a kid. It's very similar you used with to Colorado. Hear that all the time. It's very right? similar with Colorado last yeah, year. Yeah, and it's about the journey. It's about yeah. what you go through. It's about who you did it with. And it's about, um, you know, when this is is gone and, and there'll be days I wake up and I'm like, man, I miss Cam. Like that was yeah. a fun time. That yeah. was a run. And that's what this is all about. And, and I get those emotions. So I've, I've, I've kind of softened my stance on not liking the Golden Knights. There's so many good storylines there last night. Mm-hmm. And there's so many good, there always is when people win. And, and so for the Florida Panthers, I mean, what a, what a journey for Paul Maurice to, and people will be mad at this and other people won't be mad at all that I'm walking away. Like this isn't working. It's not good for me. It's not good for them. And, I don't want to be here anymore, and and I think this is what's best for the team. To getting a phone call, driving home from his cabin, and and to getting into Florida, to looking at not making the playoffs, to this epic run, um, and then you flip side that the journey of Kelly McCrimmon, uh, and I heard him speaking of his brother Brad, who won the Stanley Cup with with the Calgary Flames, and then yeah. died in that horrific plane crash in the KHL, and talking about his parents and his his brother Brad's son Liam and. I, I thought, you know, my time covering the Brandon Wheat Kings and getting to know Kelly McCrimmon, um, never once wanting to even mention Brad and and do that. And 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 to hear him speak about how much it means to his parents and his family that his name will go up on the cup along. Like, this is what it's about, is what Paul Maurice is talking about, is this journey, right? Mm-hmm. And we get into analytics and this player doesn't like that player and what's going on in Winnipeg and that room and all this. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of it, and and um, I, I just I, I know I'm being sentimental here and emotional, but that's why I love doing what I do. It's the stories, the journeys of whether you're covering the team or not, of of getting to a point where you achieve something significant. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Text the show. Teresa says. Uh, imagine that a hockey team that has pride and gives it their all right to the end to be able to look in the mirror and know that you did the best you could. I'm so p- proud of the Panthers and their grit. That so here, here's what I want to say about this mm-hmm. and compared to the Jets. Yeah. I know every Jet player that the veterans that are going to be like Shifley Wheeler, all those guys, uh, Hellebuck, I know they want to win. Yeah. And I know they, they would do a lot of things and they do it. They do the exact same thing. Every other player does in the national hockey. Like they do their nutrition, they do their workouts, they do their, they have passion yeah. for it. They get the rest. They do all the little things it takes and the big things, the hard work to get it done. But what is weird with this, this core is like the most fascinating stories in sports is the underachievers. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a massive underachievement from this core group. Yeah. They are better than any of the seasons they've shown other than 2018, 2018, they shown what they could do mm-hmm. game one against Vegas. They've shown what they could do and it's hard to quantify, but there's something about, and I can't think of any better way to say it than getting it. Yeah. Like you got to get it. You got to get that. It's not about you. And, and when I say that, I don't mean at the start of the season or the end of the season or this, you got to get it at that game in February when you're dogging a shift in game 57 in the second period, you got to get, you got to get it then. Something had to have clicked. There yeah. should have been a point yes. when things were starting to unravel and the team was starting to falter and they were getting caught up. Right. And and they weren't playing the game that they needed to play. And perhaps they got away with it a few times in the beginning of the year. But, but just to go back to your point, Jim, back in 2018, that should have been the start of this team's 
trajectory upwards. Yeah. That should have been the start. They see, and we're, we're, we're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, yeah, okay, they beat the Jets in the Western Conference Final. They go to the Cup Final. They lose to Washington. But since that point, except for them last year missing the playoffs, those guys have had consistent success in the postseason, consistently move, getting to the point where you're playing in the Conference Final. And there's only six guys left from that team. That's right. That's right. But there was a constant – the team was taking was taking steps – Right. And it was all going towards something. Right. And okay, you know what? The Jets lose in 2019 to the St. Louis Blues and they go on to win the cup. Maybe that's the idea on this time. The Jets lose in the first round of a team that wins the great, uh, wins the Stanley Cup. Obviously, things are going to change this time. But that was 2019. And you know, like, listen, you're going to go into the playoffs sometimes and you're not going to, circumstance might set you back. Right. But 2020, you got to get back on your horse and you got to find success again. I didn't understand there was the pandemic and all that, but this team never hit that next level. People it seems are, like they, they got to 2018 and it was like, this is our high point. We're just going to roll back there. It never happened. People are going to hate this, but you can tell the guys who got it. Yeah. Blake Wheeler. Yeah. He had six points in five games and did not, he can't do anywhere near what he used to. But he never took a shift off in the five games against Vegas. Adam Lowry, we could name the roster. And then you have to ask the players. And I would think that that's a self thing, that you yeah. look at yourself and go, what happened to me in game five? Why was game five so horrific for me personally? Kyle Connor, yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Mark Shifley, any of the defensemen. Like you can tell who who get it now. And I'm not saying they'll never get it. But that's the journey I don't understand the last five years of. You've been through everything since 2018. How could you get into a series this year after all that experience and not quote-unquote get it? Yeah. And to at least lose the game five, fair enough, but show up for it. Yeah, perhaps you look at it and you, you, you're you going to go in front of everybody and you'll say the right things maybe to your teammates. So I need to look in the mirror. But the talk's cheap. you got to implement it. Let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to hear some some clips. Kelly McCrimmon had a, had a, had a very long, not very long, but he had, a, he had a great clip talking about how this team sort of came together and the pieces and all that. We'll hear from also, hey, there was several Manitobans, and we'll hear from a good chunk of them uh, after 1230. Don't go anywhere here. Lots of Jets at noon after this. And after the sports minute, uh, something was going on in Atlanta, I mean, not Atlanta, in Oakland, California, that I was like kind of rolling my eyes at. And we'll get to that right after the sports minute. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. We'll hear from all the Manitobans, uh, or a good chunk of them, uh, on the ice yesterday as the Vegas Golden Knights uh won the Stanley Cup, but something caught my eye yesterday. I'm, I'm a Jim. I know you love baseball. I love baseball as well. Uh, the Oakland Athletics. I mean, things are getting real close. The Nevada Senate. It's still got to be approved by the Nevada Congress there, but they've uh, they've uh, now lo- uh, allocated 380 million dollars in public funds to help build a 1.5 billion dollar ballpark on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, the Oakland Athletics would be the team that would fill that park if and when it does get made. Um, and the fans there did something called a reverse boycott to try and show uh, the ownership. I think his name is Jeff Fisher, who owns the a, Oakland Athletics, that the team still deserves to to be in Oakland. Um, and uh, so they bought up 27,000 tickets. 
They went there. They were cheering like crazy. Uh, and what does it change? The team still has the lowest attendance in Major League Baseball, not by a small amount, by a wide margin. 8,500 people per game. Yeah. The next closest is about 11,500, 11, which is the Miami Marlins. Um, but I, I just thought that, you know what? I, I, think, I thought, okay, you can get 27,000 people at the ballpark. Big deal on one day. Yeah. You need consistent support of that team. And plus... You need a freaking ballpark, and the Oakland Coliseum, as decrepit as it is, isn't gonna isn't gonna fix it. They're going to Vegas. I mean, sorry, guy. Right I mean, it now, sucks. there's a Billy Bean driving around the Oakland oil field industrial section of Oakland in his pickup truck with his CD. Yeah, just going. That's nice last night, but that's not going to be enough. <laughs> that's what Billy Bean's doing right now. Actually, yeah. he doesn't work for them anymore. He's probably in England with. Man, you or whoever he's working yeah, for. Yeah, something like that. That was the greatest scenes of that movie, Moneyballs, when he's driving around in his pickup truck around the industrial parts of Oakland. Because to me, it spoke to, like, this This is an industrial town. Yeah. And we're trying to build a ballpark. And we're trying to build a nice one. I And you know what? Credit to the Golden Knights for getting into Vegas when they did. Yeah. Because now with MLB coming and the Raiders there, like, I saw two people in Raiders hockey jerseys at the game last night. Uh, they they did a great job not only getting into Vegas but being the first pro team. Like if the Raiders Basketball went first, coming. Basketball's if coming. If Raiders went first, I wonder if hockey would have this imprint. We'll hear from Kelly McCrimmon, general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, after this as well. Banatobins, uh winning the Stanley Cup. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB. Back over to the Manitoba celebration on Jets at noon. <laughs> well, no, this celebration is not here in, really in Winnipeg. Uh, Skylar Peters, this is, this is in Brandon. The amount of yeah. connection to the Brandon area. I mean, Mark Stone played for the Wheat Kings. Kelly McCrimmon, longtime head coach, GM, owner of the team. Uh, Keegan Colasar, Zach Whitecloud from Sioux Valley, just outside of town. Their first ever um, player in their like of their fifty contracts in their first year was Reed Duke. Yeah. Uh, who's from southwestern Manitoba and a former Brandon Wheat King. Uh, he was signed by George McPhee at the time, with, mm-hmm. I'm sure, some influence from Kelly McCrimmon uh, as well. So, yeah, it's With your connections, how many parties are you going to go to this summer with I, this I, cup? I know the cup's Skyler been... Peters been at Sh- Brandon. I know that the cup's been at Shea Peters before. I think there's been some poutine now. <laughs> how big are the parties going to be yeah. uh, uh, out in the area? Pretty pretty big. The last one was on a Monday um, with Joel Edmondson when the St. Louis Blues won it in 2018. And I uh, did pull the 9.30 shift back here at Polo Park, our old station, Tuesday morning. So, Have you guys ever gone to a Stanley Cup party? Yeah, that was the one I've been at. You were at that yeah. one? Yeah. You? Never, no. No? I would n- I've never been invited to one. I'm not that cool. I, I won a trip right out of college to go to Vegas. And my girlfriend at the time had to go back to university on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So we had to go in August or else it wouldn't happen. And my friend that I grew up with, Jamie Pusher, went as a rookie with Detroit in 97. And so I get the invite. And it's the same days that I'm in Vegas. And so I call the people I won the trip with. I'm like, can I get out of this? And they're like, no, unless you rebook your own flights, which would be about $1,800. I'm like, I'm just out of college. I can't afford that. So I call them and I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry. My parents are going and everything else. I can't. And he's like okay, don't worry, like sarcastically, okay, don't worry about a toth. I'll probably win a couple more. <laughs> and I'm like, well, really, you're a rookie. You play for Detroit. It might happen. 
never won another one, and I never got to another Stanley Cup <laughs> celebration. And to this day, he's the head scout in Tampa Bay now. I see him in the press box. He's like, going to any cup parties lately? Oh. Still, I'm like... <laughs> Rubs it in. Sorry, buddy, I missed it. Like, so cup, I've never been to a Stanley Cup party. Cup parties are cool. I don't know if they're eighteen hundred dollars cool. You know, like it's well, stuff. Yeah, you know, and this is in the night ninety seven. Right, like, and I'm a couple years out of college. There's no way. No, I, can, I don't. I don't play. You know either. what? It might as well have been two and a half million. <laughs> <laughs> Got to reschedule I, the PJ there. Other buddies are like, hey, did Push invite you to his? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, are you going? You didn't invite me. Are you going? And I'm like, no, I'm going to Vegas. Oh, that's a that's wow. a baller move, Toth. And I'm like, yeah. But you I regret it? it to this day. Like it's you think it's gonna happen all the time, right? And yeah. and he didn't. He didn't think that at all. But you know, you win it as a rookie and then you go another, I think he I don't know, he played another 12, 13 years and never well, got and, back there. And in most cases, you're the team that wins a cup, you usually start the way too early 2024 Stanley Cup odds board. You're like up there again, you know, like typically, like I think the Denver Nuggets well, are the favorite to win next year, right? Like, so. like who who thought Colorado would not get back there this year? Right. So, like, and then well, I mean, yeah, of course it happened. So, um, but to the point is, um, and we're going to hear from Kelly McCrimmon, but you're from Brandon too, Skyler. Like I, I just listening to him speak yesterday and the journey and everywhere else and I mean, um, what a journey for him and his family. And, and just, I mean, that's a hockey man, right? Like, that's a hockey mm-hmm. person that spent his whole life yeah. in the game, his families, other than farming. Um, and then just to speak to how much it means to them and stuff, like, it just, there's guys like Kelly, there's guys like my friend who won it as a rookie. There's guys like Kelly McCrim that go their whole life in the hockey game. And this comes through. And it just, look at George McPhee, like his time in Vancouver and Washington, and then the first year, and now he's, you know, I mean, that's a guy who's been in the NHL for 30-plus years, decades, and he just got his first one. Well, yep. all the heartbreak they had in Washington while he was there, just for oh, him to yeah. go to Vegas and lose to Washington in year one was just an absolute gut punch. But that's got to suck. Lots that's of guys to celebrate uh, today here, especially Manitoba. Anyways, so. thanks, thanks a lot, Scott. Cheers, appreciate boys. it. You'll be back at 1 o'clock, correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay, as far as Why, did I you know, hear something? I don't know. I <laughs> might have heard something. He doesn't I have a party to go to. I was supposed to. Like party. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say anything. I thought maybe, okay, well, just just after the show, come find me if you're still here. Um, anyways, uh, this is a GM, and I thought this was a great, uh, this is a great quote about about the journey into this. And I, I think we got a great a text message here from a texter, 204-780-6868, that I think just goes right into this clip. And this texture says Vegas as well. They've made so many moves. No matter what their team wasn't good enough. No matter what their team was, it wasn't good enough for management. Change the goalie. Go get Petrangelo. Get Eichel somehow. And then they are with now a championship. I forgot Kessel was on the team. Played against the Jets, and I'm not sure if he played again in the playoffs. Only played four games, all playoffs. And uh, here is general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon. Well, you, you manage the team in front of you is kind of how I feel, and. You know, we didn't expect year one to look like year one, but when we had the success that we did, when we had the support of the fan base here uh, that we did, you know, we, you know, we changed our focus. We wanted to, we wanted to win, and we know we knew or we felt uh, in year two we were going to, you know, try to win more. We needed to improve our team. Year one was uh, an incredible experience. We didn't think that that particular group was sustainable in terms of marching forward uh, you know years two three four so we've tried to make our team better all the time I, I think there's a bit of a misnomer out there that we go after every shiny toy that's not the case we I think had a really clear vision 
of what a contending roster needs to look like, what a championship championship roster needs to look like. We had experience in uh, in playoffs where you know, we went to uh, I guess four conference finals now, and you see what uh, you know why you don't win and why somebody else does. We talked uh, you know often uh, you know about. Uh, needing a, an Alex Petrangelo when you look at what he did for St. Louis, what Hedman does for uh, for Tampa. You know, we went to the conference finals against Dallas. Our, our, our top uh, deep pair was Braden McNabb and Nate Schmidt. So we needed to get better there. That's why we uh, why we uh, signed Alex in free agency. You know, we got to the I guess it would be the semifinals uh, against Montreal. We had an injury to Chandler Stevenson, and then all of a sudden you're not deep enough at center, and you really uh, you know you look at those top teams. You know, you need a number one center. So that's why we were really uh, uh, aggressive, paid a big price. It's going to be a trade that works out really well for both teams, uh, I believe. But, you know, we need a Jack Eichel. And then once we had Jack Eichel, it just slots everybody else perfectly. So your centers are Eichel, Stevenson, Carlson, and Nick Waugh. That's uh, that's a pretty good way to start a start a championship team. So, I mean, it all comes together. Alex Petrangelo, you got the guys down the middle goaltending. I mean, you're winning the cup with Aiden Hill, who stepped in halfway through... So here's the thing. Halfway though. through the playoffs. And Kelly's Laurent bang Bossois. on. Yeah. And he's done a phenomenal job there. I, I We don't go after every shiny toy. That's all, I mean, the teams that they were, or players they were looking at at the deadline, and they only brought in Barbashev and Quick, but Quick never saw the ice. Um, but they were in on the Timo Myers and everybody else too. It's kind of one of those things, in my opinion, that the, the best moves you sometimes make are the ones that don't come to fruition. Um, mm-hmm. But look, the, the big difference with Kelly is, is he's in Vegas. And I was on this when Petrangelo was a free agent and the cap wasn't moving and it was pandemic. And I said, if I was the Jets and he's going to get $9 million somewhere, why don't I just go, because the cap's staying flat for two years, why don't I just go to Alex Petrangelo and go, do you want $20 million for two years? And will you come here for two years, go back into free agency when the cap goes up and the, the, the pandemic's kind of at a better place yeah. and stuff and see if you can get him here for, pay him $10, $11 million for two years or one year. Yeah. And just have him here. And, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, that's not the Jets MO and stuff like that. But the difference is, is Alex Petrangelo will go to Vegas. Jack Eichel, when he wants out of Buffalo, desperately will go to Vegas. It is such like an if, easy, if, it's such an easy it's, sell, Jim. It's just, it's such an easy, Mark Stone. It's, they have such an advantage like over the, the Jets, rest of the league. And Mark Stone and the deals were there. And I was leaving the rink before the deadline when Pierre Dorian was going back to the rink at like, Quarter to 12 at night, and I was told that it was to continue talks with Shevel Dayoff. Yeah. He had left after the Senators played that game, and the deadline was coming up, and then I'm leaving the parkade after our post game, and, and he's walking back to the arena. I'm like, why is he going back to the arena at midnight? Um, and then the deal doesn't happen, and he goes to, like, Kelly McCrimmon knows Stone, coach him, and gives it. But the difference is that, like, and to these people who keep harping on Shevel Dayoff and me about this, I've always said, Close the door, pick up the phone, and get Alex Petrangelo to come to Winnipeg. Close the door, pick up the phone, and get Mark Stone to come to Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg compared to Vegas. Tax-free, yeah, beautiful weather. And people debate me on this, and Cheval Dayoff has to go. I'm at the point now where I don't literally wish this, but when another GM comes in here, to me it'll be like Rick Bonus. Before Rick Bonus, it was all Paul Maurice, and that would be the magic part. And now it's Kevin Cheveldayoff. And when Kevin Cheveldayoff leaves here, whoever the next GM is, and it could be Scotty Bowman, I don't care. Yeah. 
they have the toughest job in the NHL because when they go after shiny things in Vegas, the shiny things want to go to Vegas. I, I think that we're this is a classic example, Jim, of uh, the small minor, my, minority of people in Winnipeg and Jets fans and all that and all that thing. Um, I, I think this is a classic example of a loud minority because I think a vast, vast majority of Winnipeg Jets fans and people in this province. Understand that competing in the National Hockey League, the Winnipeg Jets start with a big handicap. It's a big handicap. Well, and just like he says, they they do. Listen to him speak there. It's like great because he's literally like, like we don't go after every shiny thing. But when this guy, this center goes down, we need a center. Jack Eichel's available. We can, the Jets, I hope and maybe pray they pick up the phone when Eichel's available. But who's answering when Vegas is calling? They'll pick up the phone. They'll listen. But at the end of the day, things got to come together. Like There's you're telling me the Jets weren't involved. interested in Petrangelo? I'll, I'll tell you you're foolish. Not to be rude, but you're foolish like, you weren't interested in Petrangelo. Just, but is Petrangelo coming here? Darren Dreger was on the show yesterday, and he told me that during the deadline in last offseason, and this is he, – he, talk about guys that are wired in, okay? There's maybe three guys in the entire world – that are more wired in than Darren Dreger. He tells me that the Winnipeg Jets were in on several big fish in the offseason, and they're in on most of them. This is why the Winnipeg Jets have to go in, on the route of draft and develop, and that's why when you're going to see what the return is going to be for Pierre-Luc Dubois, you see what the return is going to be for Connor Hallebuck. The reason why Nino Niederreiter was, was acquired here, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be going after term. They have to control their assets. They can't let guys walk for nothing. If the Winnipeg Jets, I hope in my lifetime, these guys can hope that this team, this organization for this city and this province can find a way to win a Stanley Cup. Because I'm telling you, it would be a monumental moment. And, and there and, is but, ways. But, but there is ways to do it. But when you look at all these other teams, I mean, I hate the fact that we're, we now live in a world, gym where winning in the National Hockey League is not necessarily the most important thing to every single player. Lifestyle is most. We've been running stories on 680 CGOB here all day about some of the, not on all young people, but young people want more of a balance in their lives between work and play and all this sort of thing. 18, 19, 20-year-olds. You know, times when, listen, when you're 18, 19, 20, you have to enjoy your life at that point. You got to go out there and you got to be 18, 19, 20, 21. You can't just throw those years away. You got you to act your age a little bit. But it's also a time to hit your nose to the grindstone. That doesn't, ex- that is, I don't know if it's fading in the National Hockey League, but there is a, there is a large portion of the younger guys where lifestyle and all these other things, taxes, these things all trump the ability to win. There's a way to build this team, and and I'm never going to tell them not to draft skill. Skill is skill. But they they do have to, I think, start shifting towards players like Matthew Perot. And Matthew Perot came here as a free agent because he was getting more money and more opportunity. And, and that's kind of what you have to do. And, and, and I think they have to shift that way a little bit. Um, and I'm not saying they haven't done that to this point because it's just the toughest thing to do. But like Greg Mackley made a great point today just talking yeah. to us in our newsroom. And he said, it's amazing to me how many football players come up here from Alabama and South Carolina. S- SEC Florida, country, SEC country. And I love it. But a lot of them spend their 
like Willie Jefferson has moved here now in the off season. A lot of them stay here. There's a lot of guys that, and he said, we can't get hockey players to want to play here. Yeah. And I said, you know, that's a fascinating comparison because it's, it's lifestyle, right? Like a lot of these players come up here and they like the Canadian lifestyle and the healthcare and and everything else. Mm. I'm pretty sure they don't like the weather, but the flip side of that is, is if you're 20, 24, 26, 28, and you have a spouse or you don't have a spouse, like, I mean, you don't have to, even St. Louis is a great city. Yeah. So it's just tough. You know, and, what do you and, need to and I'm not saying it's not possible because that's the job. And I'm not trying to make excuses. The job is to build a winner here and shovel day off or whoever is going to do it has to do it. And there is a way to do it. And when they do do it, eventually it'll be phenomenal. But it's st- still, don't try to tell me it's not the toughest one in the National let, Hockey let, League. Let's not sit around and ignore that there are specific realities that I think some people choose to ignore, thinking that Cheval Dayoff hasn't done anything over the course of the thing. Has he been perfect? Does he need to be better? Absolutely. There's a lot of things that went on, on in this team that are now starting to unravel. And I think a lot of that has to do with what was going on with, with the front now, office. It's easy now, but people say, like, why? Like, you're the one who said they should keep this core together. Yeah. When you have a highly skilled core that is on outstanding contracts, you don't change your core every two years. Not in this market. Yeah. Dom says, Texas show, no one wanted to come here when the Bombers were losing. That one from Dom. That's true. Players took less money to go elsewhere. Yeah. It's about culture. Dom's right. And that's what this offseason is about to me, just as much as it is about the contracts, is the culture. That's why I think this is happening at a good time. They've had this run where they've underachieved and the contracts are due and it just happens to be at a good time to change the culture. One more quick text message and we'll take a break. We'll hear some from some of the Manitobans on the Stanley Cup winning uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Fraser, Texas show 204-780-6868. Fraser, thanks so much for this text message. Guys, this team refuses to draft from the WHL. Why? Well, I, I just... And, okay, I, I, we show me the, the WHL. Who are you taking from the dub over Kyle Connor? We have a, we have. Who this are you taking from the dub yes. over Mark Shifley when you took him and he put up six seasons of 80 points per year? Yeah. Who are you taking from the dub over Nick Ehlers? Who are you taking from the dub? Josh Morrissey's from the dub. They're, Adam Lowry's from the dub. You take the best player possible. You there, and, and this is the point. You have four players right now that we're going to... Hopefully, we're going to hear from... If, Keegan Colasar, Brett Howden, Mark Stone, Zach Weichel, they're all with the Vegas Golden Knights. There's no guarantees that just because somebody is plays in the Western Hockey League, is from Western Canada, that they're going to want to stay in Winnipeg or in any of these West. There's no guarantees there. I don't think that there's a there's a higher odds of it happening in, if you draft from the USHL. From the National Development Program with the Winnipeg Jets have gotten a lot of good players. You know, they were talking, I think, to Riley Smith yeah. or one of the longtime guys, and yeah. he said, this is my home now. This is, and I just thought that. I'm like, hey, I, you think Mark Stone's? I don't know. I don't know Mark Stone that well. It's, it's going to be like, I, I mean, be there's like, a lot of those guys that are never going to leave Vegas when they retire. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Right here. So Timu from- Solani still lives in Anaheim. Paul Correa. They don't go back home. Well, it's like, you know what? Say all you want about the Arizona Coyotes. A lot of those guys that are long time, they stay in the Valley. They do. We'll be right back. We'll hear from Zach Whitecloud, Mark Stone, and uh, after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously being able to lift lift that thing. And, and uh, you know, obviously it's something you've dreamt of as a kid. And pretending I've won it on the backyard ranks. And, and you know, right, in Manitoba. And, and uh, out there in minus 40 degree weather. 
can't feel my feet, my hands, and you think about those times, right? It's it's where the the passion for the game grew, right? And um, it's just there's a lot of words and no words at the same time. Zach Whitecloud there from Sioux Valley, just outside of Brandon, high character guy. Uh, here was Mark Stone as well. So many people help me help everybody get here, right? Mom and Dad um, putting the resources to get me and my brother through hockey, spending days at. You know, cold rinks at 7 a.m. in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, you look back, it's, it's just unbelievable. You'll never, you'll never forget these these kind of memories, and you'll never forget about the people that help you get here. And you know, that's why I just want to go celebrate with my teammates, my mom, my dad, my brother, my wife, my daughter, everybody. Yeah, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. Jim Toth is going to take you all the way until three o'clock. Thank you very much to Jason Balduck. Great job producing the show today. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, he's doing he okay. He could win a Stanley Cup one day. Kind of character I'm going to go back and uh, talk to the boss and take a, take back all the yeah. mad, mean things I said about him. Uh, that's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See that's stricken from the record. Craig Button on the show tomorrow. Don't, don't go anywhere. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.